0: Welcome to the Masters of Comic Books Podcast, where we're two fanboys with all the power. I'm your player one, Cole L. And I'm your player two, day spray. Day spray, day spray, day spray, day spray. I know. I know. Are we starting or you said Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! No 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 okay. no no
1: no no! no, no. <laughs> I thought you're like like like. Oh my God! It was so good. it's like, I know.
0: <laughs> no, I was, I thought you're like waiting. it Then it was like recording in progress. I was like, Oh no! <laughs> oh, I see Apollo. No, no, no.
1: Oh, yeah, Apollo's right there. Apollo's right there. He's been on the beach all morning.
0: What a dream! It a dream.
1: <laughs> it's been a dream here. But you know what the bigger dream is? Talking to Seeing, you about Spider Man No Way Home. Seeing
0: Spider Spider Man No Way Home in theaters. Oh my God! Oh my God! I have so many, so many feels, so many thoughts, so many things I want to talk about with this movie. And it just has you to be in a single it. episode. It has to be a single episode. movie, my entire life. Like, it was so good. Okay, the
1: only thing I want to kick off, the only thing I really do need to say is, folks at home, if you've read spoilers, if you've seen spoilers, I promise you, the entire cinematic experience of watching this movie is you just can't replicate that. Even if you've seen spoilers, it's not going to hinder the experience of the movie. That's all I want to say, because I knew kind of some stuff going
0: in, but seeing it happen. Oh, my God. That's all I want. It was great. So this entire movie, you want to go ahead and just do like a little discussion and like rundown of what happens throughout the whole movie? Or what do you yeah. want to do? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. just do it. You, you lead. I follow player one. Awesome. So yeah, the movie starts out basically where Far From Home left off where everyone finds out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and that apparently uh, he killed Mysterio and everything else. And so the first act is just him trying to go through with that while also Aunt May, um, MJ, Ned, they are also being affected by this as well because they are so much a part of Peter's life that... Now, like, they have, like, cops going after them, like, news and helicopters flying outside their house and stuff. And so it's just making their life experience difficult, and they can't even get into college, uh, Peter, MJ, and Ned, because Peter is because Peter's Spider-Man. And so now, like, there are people saying that Mysterio is right, or, like, you killed Mysterio, and people saying, I want your spider babies. I love that stuff. So, that's basically the entire first act of the film.
1: Yeah, you know, so I was kind of curious about why MIT wouldn't have three of the most famous, smartest people in high school at their school. I know they said in light of recent scandals, mm. but, you know, Dr. Strange did bring it up. He's here like, why don't you just talk to them about it before you cast this like major spell? I thought yeah. that was so funny. But oh, my God, the the first you know, 10 minutes of the movie where, you know, it's, you know, the mysterious reveal comes out and he grabs NJ and they're swinging through the city. Oh my God. It was just fun. It was so much fun. I know it's supposed to be a serious scene, but the graphics, the way it's done, how they end up on that crane and they're like, dude, dude, dude. And the helicopter and all the chaos, it just felt so, it felt so comic booky. I enjoyed it so much.
0: I Yeah. It's really fast. You can tell like, through that first act, they just wanted to get through it as fast as they could. So they can, so we can get that reveal of Doc Ock appearing on the bridge and uh green goblin and everything. They just, I can tell they really wanted to get through it fast. Cause it was just like, seriously, boom, 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 boom. Like all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: You know, here's the thing that like, Oh gosh. I mean, listen, I thought this was a flawless movie, but we're, since we're getting into it, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, you know, the nuts and bolts here. I was just kind of taken aback at how quickly all of society turned on peter and you know he is an avenger at this point he helped save the world from thanos i i don't know why they didn't give him the benefit of the doubt initially i know that's a comment on cancel culture mm-hmm. and how news can be twisted really quickly but i felt so bad for peter during this opening you know this first act because mm-hmm. like he really did nothing wrong and this is the media manipulating them and and Wait, is the second act? I don't know if this is the second act, but he does get cleared by a one Matt Murdock. By Matt Murdock!
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, and his little appearance was only like, what, three to five minutes? And it was just, it was perfect. It was just a perfect, like, little, like, saying, like, Charlie Cox is going to be in the MCU from now on.
1: I, I don't even know where to talk, how to talk about it. It just, first of all, I just want to say the second his cane came on screen, my entire theater, I watched this at 10 a.m. on Friday. And my entire theater got up and started applauding, going crazy. Like, Cole, everyone's so happy. And I forgot Charlie Cox's Daredevil back during the Netflix days was actually very popular. I I, I just forgot about it. Because you think of Captain America, you think those are the characters that really get the reaction. Well, but my theater went yeah. nuts.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's because there hasn't been any talk about that show. Because I think Jessica Jones was its last season of, like, those entire Netflix Marvel stuff. Yeah. And Daredevil... I think was maybe b- right before that or whatever, but we haven't seen anything maybe since 2019 or 18, but and then you have Kingpin showing up in Hawkeye and Daredevil showing up uh, in the like first 15 minutes of Spider-Man. I feel like we're going to get a Daredevil end credit scene, or at least a Kingpin Daredevil end credit scene for Hawkeye this week.
1: I think that's it. It's a done deal. If they brought, if they brought Charlie Cox into Spider-Man, he signed a, like, five-picture, five-television show no stick head deal. You know what I mean? Like They have him locked in in the contract. And Charlie Cox wants to do it, by the way. Here's the thing. Charlie Cox wants to do it. I don't mean this in an in a nasty way. He's hungry for the role. We're oh, all yeah. hungry to see him. He's hungry to deliver. So, I am so excited for this. I mean, when he caught the brick,
0: oh and Peter God. was like,
1: how did you do that? And he's here, like I'm a really good
0: lawyer. I was like, oh fuck yeah!
1: Although, although, come on, Peter. Like, I hope Peter got it. I, you know, I hope like off screen, Peter was like, oh, he's probably super powered.
0: You know, oh, easily because I mean, Peter was just about to catch the brick too, and so like with both their reflexes being like both going towards the brick at the same time, of course, like he he's got to know. I'm really hoping for a team up of some sort in the future because Daredevil Spider-Man team ups in the comics are one of my favorites. It
1: was and listen. Perfect. I have, you know, I have no complaints about his appearance. You know, even retrospectively, I was like, oh, maybe it should have been longer. But no, it was perfect. There was no, a lot perfect. in the movie. You, you, you wet our appetite. That's it. You know, like that's it. We have him there. You know, we're going to see where the future is going to go. He looked great. He looked much better now than he did in the Netflix, you know, shows. And I thought he looked excellent in the Netflix shows, but even here, I was like, Oh, he looks good.
0: I'm ready he better it. on the that, big screen.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say no to Charlie Cox on the big screen. It was just so like, it just, I, I have this stupid smile on my face. That that's the that way I me. would
0: describe. Well, that was just me the whole film.
1: Yeah. Just a stupid smile and some crying. And we'll get into the parts that I actually like, I just, I just knee-jerked cry. Like, it was a Mm. knee-jerk reaction just to cry at this moment. But I I will save it for, as the recording goes. But you know what I I also loved about the first act, too? I loved the relationship with MJ. Oh! Oh! What? They referred to her her, her as MJ Watson.
0: Yeah, it's what? Michelle Jones Watson. I loved how she said she didn't want to go by Watson. Because, like, doesn't she have, like, she has a terrible relationship with her father. In the comics, so I love how she didn't want to go by Watson. I thought that was really interesting.
1: I didn't even pick up on that. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah,
0: I noticed that. I was like, Peyton Watson. Oh, I'm watching. I'm be quiet.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's just because I think Zendaya is a perfect MJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, she is perfect. She's better than Kirsten Dunst. I think Shalee Woodley. Shailene Woodley was cast in Amazing Spider-Man Two. We never got a chance to see her in action, so you know. But I just think, in terms of vibe like she is perfect as mj and she deserves to be the character you know not a homage to the character or anything she deserves to be the character
0: it's a really good like modern take on it i really think because she's not like the the basic um cute comic book girl who just gets is the damsel in distress i mean i love how uh MJ and Ned are actually, like, the ones wanting to help Peter. And Peter actually says, okay, you get how you have to help me. Like, that's who he goes to, which I really like, too. Because I love their little Triangle 3 best friendship they have going on.
1: Well, and it makes that ending really tough to swallow. And we'll get into that when we get into the second part. Or, excuse me, the final part. But because this Spider-Man works with a team. That's why when he joins up with the other spider man he is the one to talk about this is how we do it because he has that backbone. He doesn't work alone. And he has so much. There's so much heart in that relationship with both of them in such a modern, cute way. It's not just like two actors being casted together and mm-hmm. they have to be best friends. Like you feel that chemistry. I, you know, um, obviously Tom and Zendaya are dating. Tom and Jacob have Instagrammed their lives together You know, like you feel that chemistry on screen and off screen. And that's why that ending, it's just it hurts so much to think that now he's alone.
0: Well, and just them throughout the movie, you can just that connection throughout the movie. You can see it. It's just beautiful. And like you can even see like how heartbreak he is when he finds out that they don't get into MIT because of him being Spider man. And so he ends up going to Dr. Strange after looking at a vampire decoration, I guess, <laughs> which I thought was quite interesting. So I guess whenever you see a goatee, Dr. Strange.
1: <laughs> well, and, and by the way, that is an organic thought process, you know, mm-hmm. for that. And and I liked it. You know, I was trying to place a movie because I, I don't know, in my head, I always thought this was going to be more of a holiday movie. And, there, and obviously it takes place during, around and during the holidays. But I was trying to do the math, like, okay, if Halloween ended October, you know, November 1st, excuse me, how many weeks did she have this on when, it, when it, the holiday started? But I just, I love that so much. He saw them and he went to the Sanctum Torum and it was covered in snow. I I did put on clown makeup when this trailer released. You remember, because we recorded a reaction for Power of X-Men. The night I thought, came out. <laughs> I know, at 1030 on the sofa, I was like, get on the fucking Zoom right now. <laughs> um, you know what? It, it, it for those of you at home, it it played differently than it did on the trailer. this scene, it, it, Strange wasn't shady in the in the scene at all. Neither was Wong wagging his finger. Mm-mm. It was actually played. It, it's an entirely different take. So you know, any the second I saw that, I was like, yeah, I don't think that's Mephisto at all. You know, I, yeah, not that I was like, he oh. was weird in the trailer. There was a Mephisto quality to it, and I think Tom Holland was saying that originally the marketing for this was going to be a Spider-Man versus strange Mm -hmm. and keep everything else under wraps. So it makes sense that they would have used that take for the trailer.
0: Yeah. My big gripe, I would say my only gripe with this movie though, would be how they treated Dr. Strange though. I'm just not a big fan, I guess. uh, Of Dr. Strange? No, I love Dr. Strange, but I feel like they did a really big disservice for him in this movie. I think. Well, here's the thing that I just couldn't quite understand was how Strange's
1: powers work. Like at certain points, it seemed like he could just outsmart Peter in mere seconds. Mm-hmm. But then, when he's out of his astral form and he's trying to grab the the box from him, like the bo- his body's naturally reacting, and Strange couldn't figure that. Why didn't Strange just portal it out of his hand or something like that? You know what I mean? I don't know. It, 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 and then being locked in the mirror dimension, I was just like, I think Strange could have. That would I get it from a plot standpoint. You mm-hmm. need to put Strange somewhere, but it was just a little inconsistent there with how they were showing him going after Strange.
0: Yeah, and there, I don't
1: know. That that's just my nitpick. I i have, when I talk about this movie, I I want to give the disclaimer that anything I say that w- it's not one hundred percent positive. It's just nitpicking because I think this was mm-hmm. a flawless movie.
0: I think so too. It was so amazing, and just everything we talked. Was about, it amazing? Yeah. You amazing. are amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> Say it. No, no, real. Say, Say it. You're amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Well, th- just everything we just described—that is literally just like the first like 20 minutes of this movie, like just so quick. I feel like, and I feel like they just wanted to—they wanted to get not rid of it, but they knew they had to get through that motion of trying to address Spider-Man's identity how it's affecting the family and then they have to he goes to dr strange and then everybody all the spider-man villains from the previous spider-man films uh toby mcguire's and andrew garfield's uh films they come in and then of course we see doc Ock come up from the bridge
1: that was such a great scene oh my that the entire fight scene? scene was great
0: i loved it was it. perfect
1: i i have nothing listen it's perfect he's trying to talk he, okay wait the only thing I would say is like really on your way to JFk as someone who just flew out of New York you're not gonna find the mit i i person in their random you know black car you know what I mean like it, it, it's really hard to find it, do you know how many like black car services go to JFk I mean you would not be able to find her and and let alone just any cabs or stuff like that so that's the
0: only thing that's He just has some high tech stuff, though, because of his iron suit.
1: But it was offline. I agree. I agree. If it would have just been like, "Oh, there she is," I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's how he found her." But they made it a point to show offline. I was like, "Really? He's not gonna be able to find it." But anyways, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only nitpicking I have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's
0: okay. I mean, sorry. Uh, That's all right. Because and then the fight scene happens, and it's freaking great. I love the fight scene between all um, between Doc Ock and uh, Tom Holland's Peter. Like, it was a great introduction for bringing back Doc Ock, like Alfred Molina, bringing him back in to that fight scene and show, like, I mean, Doc Ock is still badass, his arms are really cool, and just, like, it showed the strength of each character's ability and what how they are within a, just when, whenever they battle each other. And it was really cool to have Tom Holland have his Iron Spider uh, legs come out of his back and... It was it was just really cool. It was a really cool contrast to each other, and him
1: being like, "We have competition." I yeah, I love it was that. So good. It was really interesting. One one of the things that I really loved about this scene was the respect they gave. You know, Ock in this. You know, what I mean, like he was mm-hmm. tough. He's more seasoned than our. You know, than Tom Holland Spider Man. He was able to to take him down. But where Tom Holland has the advantage is that he has the tech, and when that gets absorbed into Doc Ock's tentacles, it's now. They sync up. And I thought that was so genius. I thought it was so
0: smart. It's cool because it's one one of the very many uh, examples of how I feel like they did a really great job with Tom Holland's Peter Parker in this movie. And I guess the Andrew and Toby's too. is they had them use their brain, which I feel like we haven't seen in a very long time. I would even say in the comics lately, we haven't seen Peter really use his... I mean, because the dude's smart as hell. And, like, I just loved being able to see him, like, using his, using his noggin. I mean, he found out that his nanotech is on Doc Ock's arms. And so he's like, oh, I can take control of your arms. So I, so I thought it was cool.
1: But I also liked it to- talking to that point. The way he's able to outsmart Strange is that he uses his greatest superpower, which is he's a scientist. And he happens to be very good at math. He and used it-
0: geometry to get out of the mirror dimension, which I loved.
1: And that's perfect. For me, no qualms with that. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's Spider-Man's, like, strength here. And then the lab scene, which we'll get into, them using their intelligence to sort of go through everything. I thought it was really, really great. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about really quickly um, was when we got to the Sanctum Sanctorum, we find out that Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. It's actually Wong.
0: Which makes a lot of sense why Wong took really took a lot of charge at the end of the shang chi credit scene and yeah
1: stuff. yeah and i love that and and by the way it's because strange died for five years and then came back i mean that makes perfect sense i love seeing the ramifications of the blip in this world you know and we saw that obviously in hawkeye with yelena we saw that in wandavision with uh monica Rambeau. i I am happy to see that. And even at May in the last Spider well the entire last Spider-Man movie was all about coming back from the blip. But when Aunt May was like I remanifested in my apartment and they started screaming and the owner <laughs> started screaming it was but I I just love that. Yeah, you know, he was gone for 5 years. The, the world needs another Sorcerer Supreme. It was mm-hmm. it was going to be one.
0: It's yeah. really cool how Marvel's really doing that. How we're getting different like perspectives and how the dif- different outcomes have been throughout the Marvel universe within the MCU of the blip and stuff. How it's it's seen differently through each show and movie we've had so far, and it's really cool. I think. Well, because they're committing to it, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Th- that's something I got to say that I-, I hope Marvel gets all the credit for the world, even if some movies don't land or if some do better than others. Marvel's committed to the world building and, and mm-hmm. establishing the rules and like they're they, they stick to what was previously established. And you are rewarded if you're following these movies through, you can start piecing things together. And this is just a it was just a cool little nugget that like I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Strange was dead. You know, there, there needed yeah. to be another Sorcerer Supreme. It also introduces the idea that the Sorcerer Supreme, not that we didn't know this before, but it is a mantle and, and it can be passed on even if, you know, the previous, you know, Supreme is still around. Yeah. I just I really liked it. I think it's setting up in my head. It just sets up Wiccan. It sets up magic. It sets up Wanda, whoever wants to. You know, I know it's mm-hmm. clear now in the comics, but I just I liked it. It was a nice piece of world building.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so now that we're in the Sanctum Sanctorum, we have Doc Ock, uh, Lizard's down in the basement now, too. Uh And then who else comes in? Uh Oh, is next up in everything, uh, which is we have Jamie Foxx, Electro come in, and uh, Sandman ends up... Flint Marco comes in as well, which I totally forgot about I, him, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like that they didn't just demonize him, that he's still motivated by his daughter. He just wants to get back home. That's all he Oh, wants. yeah, like, yeah. He just wants to get back home. You know, the Jamie Foxx... I... I really love that they updated his character. Cause I watched amazing Spider-Man two, And with the exception of the Peter Gwen parts, it's just not good. And it's not,
0: it's, it's really not
1: like, he's like a cartoon villain. Like, you know, he has a goofy music. He's carrying all his tubes. He has a promo over everything. It just, it was cringy. It was like, like a, like a parody of what a villain should be, even then it felt cringy by today's standards. I think it's unwatchable, and it has nothing to do with Jamie Fox as an actor. Uh-huh. It, it's just, it's just unwatchable. I like that he kind of came in. They took, the, they took him more seriously as a character. He looked great. I loved him. I want that version. I want it to be retconned. I wish we could go back and just insert, you know, the, the, the Electro we've seen here. But I thought he was great. And I love the line about how the energy in this universe is different.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And I love how, I mean, yeah, he his updated look is so much better. And I each line he delivered was really great, too. So he was a big, he was one of my favorites, too. I feel like they, they gave him a role and really updated it to modern standards and actually made it an interesting and fun villain than it should have been when he was first introduced in Amazing Spider-Man 2.
1: Yeah, I so I watched Amazing Spider-Man one and two and I watched Spider-Man one and two. I, I didn't see Spider-Man three, unfortunately. I don't I think Spider-Man two was better than Amazing Spider-Man 2 and even Amazing Spider-Man 1. And that kills me because my favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Yeah, mine too. And I and I think Emma Stone as Gwen is perfect. Like their chemistry. Oh my God. And we'll get into this later. But their chemistry is just so great. But I, I just, it, it, they're my least favorites, unfortunately. And just seeing Jamie Foxx being able to come back into this role and really sink his teeth in it in a way that just, it wasn't, again, it wasn't an acting thing. I I just think it was a choice from a directing writing standpoint. It was just great. And, and Flint was awesome too. And, oh, and Spider-Man, I love how he can just like, like zap people into the sanctum. Oh, it was so good. Oh, and he
0: does that tree for the first time.
1: Oh, and that's like that's <laughs> like, can you ask him if this is a tree monster? Oh, so great.
0: Yeah. And then so, Electro's so just great. like,
1: it's a tree, dude. <laughs> it's a tree. Like just relax. It's a tree. No, but it was just so, oh my God. But it let's was, not it,
0: forget okay. the next villain, the other villain.
1: I don't want to talk about him because I just I it's painful to talk about it. It's so painful.
0: But so good. Willem so Defoe's Green Goblin. This oh is the best God. iteration ever. Ever, 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 oh ever, ever, ever. Like, the Jekyll and Hyde layers that Willem Dafoe did for both Goblin and Norman were just spot on. Like, it was perfect. Like, for him to go to Feast, which I love how they introduced Feast again. Of course, the Spider-Man game was really popular, so I loved how they brought in Feast because that played a big part in the video game and how Aunt May is, of course, has it in the comics and stuff. So it was great to see Feast, but for Norman to go to Feast because he saw Spider-Man played a big role in that company. So I thought that was really interesting as well.
1: I I loved Norman in this so much. I think Willem Dafoe just killed it. I mean, he was great. So one thing that was so clear to me, when I rewatched the first movie, I was like, wow, he's, he's a breakout star. He committed to this role. Mm -hmm. He commits again in such a way that is just next level. I was blown away by his performance. You know, it kind of, you know, knowing what happens with him and may, it, it kind of just like really pains me because may just so committed to helping him. And, you know, in many ways, they positioned May as, you know, the Uncle Ben of this universe. I mean, quite well, literally. They, told, she they, about it.
0: they literally yeah, did, quite which later. I I. Love
1: that oh, well, it's because Marissa Tomei is amazing. Marissa Tomei is amazing. and, and But yeah, they set it yeah. up beautifully with the writing yeah. and everything. Because, well, they give you context. And I was talking about this with my husband. I was talking about this with Brian. And here's the thing, like, they cast some guy to be uncle Ben and he dies within the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie. And you don't really have that emotional journey with him with Marissa Tomei. You've had that journey with aunt may you've seen her since she was here. Like, Hey, ants can be hot too. When she was with Robert Downey jr. All the way through, you know, to, is that your Peter sense? You know what I mean? Like Peter Tingle, (laughs) Peter Tingle. Sorry. Like it's so, it's just been such a rewarding relationship with her and that, you also see why she has a perspective she has. Like Uncle Ben just seems like this wise old guy who's dispensing yeah. knowledge. With Aunt May, she works in this. She has a hands-on perspective of why you need to help someone else and why with great power comes great responsibility. It it was so beautiful. But this scene in particular just breaks my heart. It's so hard to watch or even think about because it's like well, she after has the biggest it, open yeah. heart. yeah, and, and he comes for her and like, oh...
0: Sorry. No, you're good. And so she really, like, inspires Peter to, instead of just sending them back to their death. Because, I mean, yeah. they all die. I mean, I think Lizard and Sandman are probably the only ones that don't die at the end of their movies. And so Aunt May's, like, basically inspires him to, instead of just sending them back, like, give them a chance. Give them a second chance and see if you can fix them. And so... Oh, go ahead.
1: No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think we're on a little bit of a lag. So, but, but, but
0: to your point, exactly that because she believes in people, mm-hmm. and it's it's beautiful. And so, Peter decide, and Peter is able to convince all of them, and Norman even offers to help because he's something of a scientist himself, which I love. Cool. And they end up taking. Uh, they end up all going to Happy's apartment, which I was a little. It felt a little weird. In my opinion, it just felt a little odd that they all just kind of like all gathered up to go to an apartment and stuff that just that part felt weird. But it won me over again with Tom Holland, Tom Holland's Peter Parker doing the scientist stuff. Like even though Norman turns back into Goblin, like just like right after that part, it was Mm -hmm. it was a nice which even makes the when he turns, it makes that. Uh, moment, like even more like emotional and powerful because I love the part where him and Norman were working together to be like, we're working together, to do the chip to fix Doc Ock. We're uh, taking the electricity out of uh, Electro and stuff and even doing a little goblin serum or de-goblinization on Norman. It was a really great moment that I feel like Norman never really kind of got to do or kind of like that character always kind of wanted that connection. Granted, I mean he can be an asshole to his son because he is. I mean, like you see that in the comics and stuff. But you even see how he's emotional because he doesn't. Because like there isn't a Norman in this world, there isn't a Harry in this world, and so to see Norman kind of have that connection with Peter's with Tom Holland's Peter, it it was really I really liked it, and it and it was I just love seeing Tom Holland. Well, uh, no, excuse me. I just love seeing Peter Parker being a scientist because when he got that chip created and fixed for Doc Ock, like that uplifting that Alfred Molina delivered as Doc Ock, he's like silence, like he can, he feels free, and we, and it gives us a a sweet, like a happy Doc Ock that we haven't seen since the first twenty minutes of Spider Man Two. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it,
1: it's such a rewarding scene, and and it's because you it it pays off narratively. And if we, it, and exactly what you said, we know the character from Spider Man too. We know he will never be happy. You know, it, it, he doesn't end up being happy. Sadly, I I just everything about it was just so great. And of course, you know, we knew shit was going to go down the second that Jameson got word where where spider-man was and goes to happy's apartment and his spider sense goes off and that scene where his peter tingly wait what was it again peter single peter, tingle. <laughs> peter, peter tingle, tingle goes off oh my god i felt so in it, it's one of those few cinematic experiences where i feel i'm in the character's head As he's walking by, and it's you know it's a drowned out sound behind him, and he's going through Aunt May, he's going through everyone. I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what is it? Is it Electro? Is he picking up on Spider Man? Is he or not Spider Man on uh, Green Goblin? Is he picking up that Aunt May could be dying? Is it because Jameson's outside? What's going on here?" And when he webbed Green Goblin, and like we reveal that Norman actually has had that persona in him this entire time, and shit got real. Fuck.
0: Oh Fuck yeah. man! And just Willem Dafoe's voice as Green Goblin—it's so evil, and I love it. <laughs> but, and I think they did a great job with the spider sense throughout the whole movie. For because uh, I even think you see it through uh, Andrew and Toby's Spider Man as well when they do the spider sense. I feel like they did a really good job with that. Like the almost like how they did in the original trilogy with Sam Raimi's stuff. Like you hear the whoa and stuff like that it was it was i feel like they delivered it really well because it gets the audience immersed into like shit there's danger coming in we gotta like even we have to be prepared because something bad like really bad is gonna happen and stuff
1: and 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 the thing is there's so many there's so much at play mm-hmm. you know there, there's so many balls in the air here that we don't know what, what where is the movie going to turn to I think it's what I'm trying to get at here because it could it could, it could could be an Electro fight. It could be a Doc Ock fight. It could be a Green Goblin fight. Where are we going here? And so it was a genuine, suspenseful moment for the audience. And I, I have to tell you, this was one of the first times that I was like, yeah, Spider-Man really can't beat this guy. Like when Norman was beating him, I was That's like, the fine. way it was coming. Wow. I was like, wow. This is why Norman is his greatest villain. I mean, he really couldn't take him down, and the way it was played out, I was like, "Shit!" Because you know, sometimes you see him on his green uh, on his glider, and you're like, "Just knock him off!" What? What the? This was <laughs> knock him off, <laughs> knock him off, they, or, or you know, even like Electro and Amazing Spider-Man Two, you're like, "Look, come on, Peter, just land that punch! All you need to do is land that punch." Here, I'm like, "No!" I mean, stay away from him because it's the worse if you get brutal. closer to him.
0: The fight's brutal. I mean, he was like Peter, like was like on his shoulders, like. Punching the fuck out of him. And you just have Goblin staring at him and laughing. Holy. It was. I just. And they were oh. going. And they were going through floor after floor after floor after floor until they hit the main floor right in front of Aunt May. Man. That, oh my!
1: So I did read the spoiler. I mean, I didn't read the spoiler. Excuse me. It was spoiled for me. My YouTube page was spoiled for me. Because uh, someone posted Aunt May's death, you know, on YouTube, and I'm I didn't like, know that was going to okay. happen. I'm
0: really happy I didn't.
1: Well, I was, but here's the thing: I will say, I was like, "Oh God, this is it. This is where she's going to die." And the way it was played out. I was like, "You know what? Wow!" Like even knowing it does not take. And and by the way, when she stood up, I was like, "Oh, they lied. They they lied. She totally they totally lied." So he kills her in the same way that he was killed in the first movie and obviously in the comics were the gl- with the glider and
0: oh my god that entire scene is just so emotional i knew i knew like as soon as she said with great power comes great responsibility i knew she was gonna die like she had yeah. to die yeah but can't it was utter
1: those words to peter parker for the first time and expect to live
0: <laughs> and from that point on until the very end of the uh, until i left that theater well actually i was still emotional wreck after i left the, mo- the movie theater but my, like, I was just, like, I was an emotional wreck from here on out. As soon as she died, I was, I was gone, man. <laughs> like, I was bawling like a baby when she died. And then, uh, and then that's when uh, some other people decided to show up in the movie.
1: Ooh, I wonder, are you talking about uh, Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire?
0: Ah! Yeah, dude, my theater erupted when, 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 oh, uh, it was great. When, with Andrew popping up, I was so happy to see him back on the big screen.
1: He's my favorite Spider-Man. He's my favorite favorite Spider-Man. Every line he delivered him. was great, and I love him being the more neurotic, insecure Spider-Man. He he, it almost in a way reminded me of the Peter B. Parker from Into mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse. You know, I I just love that, I, and I think he he represented the everyday man Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. is you know you know a little older in his thirties. And everyone in my theater went crazy. Hey, mm-hmm. baby, baby. She's so cute. But everyone in my theater went crazy. I loved it. When Zendaya's like, she's like, crawl on the wall. You know, like. And, and like, bred at him. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you need to pick. And, and and Dad's grandmother was like, you need to pick up the mess. I oh,
0: God, pick, up so the cobwebs, great. Great. pick up the
1: cobwebs. That's great. the cobwebs. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, sure. Just such a nice guy. It's such great. And then obviously when Toby comes in. And
0: out, I loved it when Toby came in because he wasn't wearing a spider suit because keeping his secret identity has always been a really big thing with him. Like he even saw that in the main trilogy and stuff. And so it was really cool that he's like, You're, we, get, we just got some random guy. <laughs> but it ended up being like Peter Parker, of course. And he's like, are you Spider-Man? He's like, well, I don't really go off and tell everybody about it. <laughs>
1: Well, the only thing I'm going to say about you know Toby has a very softer presence than Tom and Andrew, and mm. you know it, it is like a youth you pastor. Look, <laughs> like a youth pastor <laughs> that is per- yes, exactly One hundred percent. You know, it that is something to note about the first Spider-Man trilogy. He is he has a softer presence, a, a gentler pres- presence.
0: You know, his his voice. Yeah, he's like that, well, more than a youth pastor, but I'm trying to, like, he's just like that friendly, nerdy guy. Like, that friendly, geeky guy that you, like, he's so kind to everybody. He's willing to help everybody. Like, he's everyone's best friend. Like, it's that sort of sweet moment or that sweet character that he has.
1: So they go off to find Tom Holland Spider-Man, who is at the top of the school reeling from Aunt May's death. And Ned and MJ come up to him. And they're like, we brought some people who may understand. And that scene, Cole, of both uh, spider man uh, jumping down, but them jumping down on the ledge to see, oh, I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps even talking (laughs) about it.
0: And then they, of course, talk about the, the people they've lost. Which I loved because it shows. I remember when Tom Holland first started and they're like, where's Uncle Ben? Like Tony Stark is his Uncle Ben. I hate that. No, it it doesn't, like, everybody has an Uncle Ben, but it doesn't have to be their Uncle Ben. Like, Peter had Uncle Ben, of course. Like, Toby Maguire had Uncle Ben. And then Andrew Garfield, he said it was Gwen. Like, Gwen's, the, I mean, of course he had Uncle Ben die in the first movie for him, but Gwen is the one that really, like, I guess affected him in a huge yeah. way. And then you had um, Aunt May for Tom Holland, and that one hit me like extremely hard because I, their mother and son relationship. And so that like, of course made me think of my mom and stuff. And so that one, that part like really hit me hard. And so it's amazing. Like they were able to bond over that moment and to like, almost even help each other out. Yeah. Of it. Cause you could tell it's still affecting Andrew throughout the movie that he lost Gwen. And well, of course, like Toby Maguire, I mean, he's much older Of course, because he even mentions how he's, him and Mary Jane were able to uh, fix everything. But like, it's just them working together through these similar situations, but each of them are so unique to shows how each of them is special in their own right. There isn't one perfect Spider-Man, but even though we have this so many different iterations of the character, they're still unique and special in their own way
1: well and and if you're going to be peter parker spider-man you're going to know loss and, and that's what and this movie really stuff. proved too yeah yeah and 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 he had that support system you know not mm-hmm. only with his friends but with the other spider man from across the multiverse and i think and that's beautiful
0: because that's the that's the disadvantage that the first two spider-men didn't have you know and so I find that as a very, like, they get the chance to be that big brother that Spider-Man never got to have. But when Andrew, like, when Andrew
1: is like, when Andrew's like, I've always wanted brothers. I was like, this is so adorable. All of this is so fucking adorable.
0: Okay, yeah. And so, like, once after that scene, I mean, and then they go to the lab, like, their chemistry together it was, yes, Chef's Kiss was beautiful. Oh Each line was so great. Each Peter was so unique and like and so perfect to how that character shined in their own movies. Like, Toby was the nice youth, older guy. And you had Andrew as the witty, um, still sort of teenager vibe sort of thing. Not teenager, but more just like the witty... Kind of guy, and then yeah. Tom Holland as the—he's still learning, but he's young and knows how to take leadership and everything.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, listen—if I I could get an entire movie of just them in the science lab, that's that, that's—and I would be very happy with it. It was just, you know, they they find out about you know each other's love interests, their lives. You know, we find out that you know Toby and MJ made the I don't know if it was that scene specifically,
0: but it it was you know, around yeah, that time, yeah, because they were all kind of it was. Because that around that, because during that part, he even mentioned how he lost Harry Osborne and stuff. Because he was, oh my God, yes, exactly. Yes,
1: you, you're seeing my face right now because it's like, oh my God, when Ned is like, oh yeah, I love, my best friend turned evil and <laughs> like trying to kill me, like all, the other Spider Man, like, and of course, Ned is supposed to be Hobgoblin. I mean, that's uh, the the character. Yeah, and he, he
0: in the comics he eventually becomes hobgoblin and stuff.
1: And w- when he looks at Peter's the like, I swear I will never try to kill you.
0: And, <laughs> and, and by the way, evil.
1: <laughs> turn evil. But by the way, maybe Ned is gonna be something else now that we know he can tap into magic.
0: Yeah, that was I thought that was really interesting. Like it it a little too easy. That was that's yeah. another little bit of my complaints. How it was a little too easy how he was able to because in Doctor Strange, I mean Dr. Strange has such difficulty of just creating a portal, but then all of a sudden, I mean, granted, he's not getting the right Peter Parker, but he's able to make portals so easily. Yeah. By just swinging his hand, which I thought was a little too easy, but I'll accept it because we got a great movie out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're going to, we'll talk about this in, in final thoughts, but like, there are some things I'm like, what, why, and, and what are we supposed to
0: take out of this?
1: But you know, I thought that was great. They prepare for that final battle, and the entire final you.
0: battle was great. Okay, but the best
1: part was when Andrew cracked Toby's back. You know, yeah. I was like, hey, "Let me help you crack your back here." perfect and then all, all three of them just talking and shooting the shit they just like talking about web block and stuff it's just oh
0: my goodness
1: it was so and they're like does it come out of anywhere else like it's just, i can't believe it's they like,
0: went there it's so great
1: but it's uh, the only thing you can talk about with like a, with a sibling that's the you know what i mean like when you have a sibling you're like hey you know like they had that
0: confidence with each other it was just really cute and something i loved that they did a really great job is is they respected what came before it very well like Mm -hmm. they even mentioned it like andrew mentioned how he had to fight a robotic rhino um toby mentioned how he had to fight in uh uh alien goo and stuff and uh and then you had tom of course say that he fought aliens in space and, and and toby and andrew are so baffled by it and they're like in space i'm still trying to go back how you fought aliens in space yeah and they
1: don't even they don't even have avengers in their universe
0: which i love that part when tom holland's like i don't want to brag but i was in the event i was in the avengers and then toby's like that's great what is that
1: (laughs) well the only thing i wish they would have said i wish they would have just thrown in little easter eggs and be like oh we don't have the avengers but we have the x and then like get cut off or or we have something called West Coast Avengers. Can you imagine you have a universe where they're like, we have West Coast Avengers. That, you know what I mean? Or we have the Defenders. Something ridiculous like that. That's the only little nugget, because I like to think that those worlds would have evolved to have had more superheroes come into them. But that's fine. That's just me nitpicking, you know, again. but You're in you a know, band? <laughs> you're in a band. I love that you know, part. But the fight scene was
0: great. Watching them swing together, and then they land on the top of the Statue of Liberty. Right before they uh, fight Sandman, Electro, and uh, the Lizard, it was just. Oh, it was so great, and watching them like work together was so beautifully done. I just, I love it, like watching them work together, watching them build all the uh, experiments to make sure they they turn good was so so fun to watch like that's exactly what i've been wanting from spider-man in so long It's so beautiful man i'm gonna cry right now
1: it, it was just so so the one thing so this is where i cried speaking of crying where zendaya fell off the bridge
0: oh and like fell off the statue of liberty
1: thing yeah fell off the statue of liberty thing and tom went to go grab her and green goblin like literally pushed him aside and you heard my entire audience i don't remember who it was green goblin I think it was Green Goblin. Yeah. So, our, so what? So what happened?
0: I was just oh. going to say how it led up to it. Yeah. Because um. Because Doctor Strange comes in, of course, and then Green Goblin. Because he's like, I've been stranded on the Grand Canyon for twelve hours or whatever, and Toby's <laughs> so like, you the, the bathroom.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and so and then Green Goblin appears at the same time and everything. And he steals the box, of course. And then when Doctor Strange has it, there's that, uh, the Green Goblin bomb and everything. And that explodes. And that's what happened to the statue. And so Zendaya gets kind of knocked off and stuff. And so when Toby, no, when, uh, Tom goes to get her, Green Goblin hits him away. And then you have Andrew Garfield go, no, and literally dive after her. Well, because
1: to him, this is like, this is his second chance. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me so much of, um, I'm getting goosebumps. thinking about wait, that wait, moment right now so he he talked there's a line in the comic books when gwen's daughter sarah falls off the bridge since past and spider-man goes to grab her and he says i've thought about this moment every day how i would do it differently and i got her this time you know mm-hmm. obviously since past is something no one wants to talk about, don't read hey, it's
0: retcon now so it's not even it's, it's, it's that's right
1: it's <laughs> retcon. it's gone my just, but
0: yeah don't the read that story please. from
1: that is there which is he had thought about saving her mm-hmm. every single day and how he would do it differently. And the face he gave when he's here, like, you're okay. You're okay. You can just see it. In it. And I he started cried. crying right away. Right, crying, Yeah.
0: Oh man. That, that part that gets me every time. And MJ
1: is the one who's here. Like, are you okay? Because but, Emma and he can't even talk to-
0: after that. Yeah. yeah
1: because he couldn't grab Emma Stone he couldn't grab Gwen and you can tell that that has just haunted him that he hasn't been able to push past that grief. Okay, to stop talking about. He couldn't push past that grief. And and I think that was his way of healing, you know, his next step in healing. Uh-huh. You know, because he was a kid, he had just graduated high school. Uh-huh. He he was still new as Spider-Man. He didn't he now presumably he's you know the age that, you know, he's supposed to be in his 30s, but like he, he didn't know how to catch her. That's not his fault. He was just inexperienced. And you can tell it's just eating him up. Mm-hmm. You know, it just breaks my arm. But it was so beautiful. That is my favorite part of the movie. That was my favorite scene of the movie. And the only and- scene that's not available illegally on YouTube. So thanks a lot, YouTube, for spoiling everything about the movie, except that. And now I just <laughs> want to see that scene again. Anyways, continue.
0: And so right after that moment is where we get to see Tom Holland literally go to his darkest moment. Where him and Green Goblin are fighting, and it's that's an intense fight scene. Like just that entire moment between him and Goblin is just, yeah, wow. Like you I'm know. just a Like I all I can hear is when he kind of jumps up in the air, sort of, and goes to punch Norman while he's on the ground, but he misses, and he just hits that ground, and that ringing is just. Like just that big bong. Yeah. Like and it just lingers. You can like feel that anger coming from coming from that coming from Tom Holland's Peter. It's insane. Like he just goes ape shit on him by just beating him senselessly. Like non stop. It's crazy. I, I I have no words for
1: it. like it was I felt his anger. I wanted him to kill Green Goblin. I'm gonna say it. I wanted him to kill Green Goblin. Well he I even grabs guess-
0: absolutely- the he grabs the glider, man, and he gets he's so close. And of course, and then Toby comes in and stops it. And when Toby is like there, like holding the glider, like you even see Tom Holland, like still, like he's like he's almost overpowering Toby's uh strength there, like because you see him just like, like it's oh man. Listen, I it's
1: because of the journey we've had with Marissa Tomei slash Aunt May because we felt her death because the acting was superb on it. I wanted him to kill Green Goblin. I, I was like, I get it. You're, you're not going to, but like, please do it. Please mm-hmm. do it. Please go that to that dark place because he deserved it because there is no, it, from a moral standpoint, it's, it, and we talked about this a little bit with Hawkeye, which is like, you humanized, you know, Echo's dad. And then Hawkeye is the one who killed him. That's horrible. But in this situation, it's like it humanized, Tom's anger and why he would feel that, and that's why I'm on his side. I'm like, yeah, kill him. It's an irredeemable villain at this point, and I, I'm glad Toby stopped him. I thought that was, you know, my heart did stop a little bit when he got stabbed. I did too. I was, too. Like, I was like, don't kill
0: him, please don't. I kill was him. Like, don't
1: kill him. Like, just like you, you already took, you already took so much from us already. With with, with at bay, do not take, do not take him away. But when he, the line was like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. I was like, okay fine but you know he gets
0: cured he gets cured and um well yeah well and then they they so once Green Goblin is cured and everything they end up going around I was not expecting them to do at all like so he goes back to Doctor Strange and instead of having people forget about his identity he says just have everybody forget who I am and yeah but it it's, it's it's like a one more day brand new day it's like it's literally a brand new day but done successfully well and emotionally well it was a very grown-up thing for Tom Holland's Peter to do I think and just that ending is just so emotional
1: it's a tough ending I, I listen here's the thing I'm trying to differentiate where I think from a writing standpoint felt needless to where me as an audience was just so invested. And I just hate that happened to him. So I'm very, I'm not talking about this objectively. I'm talking about it emotionally is all I want to say. I don't know. I, I wish it could have been anything else, but that like, maybe he, maybe it was the original spell where MJ and everyone forget his identity. I just, I thought like, so I guess, is he just erased from the world? Like how does, how does he get a social security number? I, I, I don't know. These are things that I'm genuinely curious about. And like, you know, we had the scene in Aunt May's grave and like, yes, of course, happy wouldn't remember him, but I'm like, wouldn't he be like, yeah, aren't you that kid in all these pictures with her? You know what I mean? That, that's Unless so he was erased from him. those
0: pictures too.
1: But that's the thing. And, and that's why I think it's so cruel that even his fo- he doesn't even have a photo of him and Aunt May anymore because it's been erased. Mm-hmm. That feels so cruel to me. And I feel like from a thematic standpoint, you could have just had his secret identity, you know, erased or put back in the bottle. And I would have been more okay with that than actually thinking that a photo of him with his parents is erased and no one remembers Peter Parker. And now he has to go get a GED. Which, again, I'm like, how do you register? Because you're not even legally a person yeah. anymore. It just it breaks my heart. It, it break, I, if it would have been something like, oh, yeah, aren't you that kid that's in the photos with her? Or if Zendaya would have been like, and, and Ned would have just been like, oh, yeah, you're that kid around school. We don't really know you. I would have been fine with that. But I didn't know that they were erasing him from from the universe. Like, the idea of Peter Parker. That That's where I feel it's a really
0: cruel fate for him and he didn't deserve that it is and it's that's it it's so sad to see that but it's it's i love i think it's a really good ending to this trilogy though because it makes you realize that this whole trilogy is tom holland's peter parker it's it's his origin story
1: oh my god exactly what i was going to say you're absolutely right it's his origin story
0: because it because this was i mean he learned like Spider-Man is driven by loss, and so this last movie is really him truly growing up. Because I mean, you have the first film and a little bit of Civil War, where he's really that young kid and just wants to be an adventure He just wants to be a big superhero and stuff. And and then you have the second one where he's still kind of grown up, but he learns. He finally does learn to be that superhero. You know, like it's like Tony Stark's gone. Captain America's gone and so now he like he's not really an avenger anymore and so like he's kind of but he's still learning and stuff. But at the at the end of that final film he like really learns to be a hero and stuff because in that film he was struggling to do stuff alone because he was already thrown into the Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, so, I agree with you. Well, yeah, and so now this last one is he has finally I mean he's lost everyone. And now no one remembers him at all. And so now he, I mean, I love how, like, the apartment that he has now is almost like a perfect replica of Toby Maguire's apartment in the original series. Okay. But I,
1: it's still by New York standards, that is a big apartment. I don't know how he's paying for that with no
0: identity. That, I don't know. I don't live in New York. So I can't. Say. I get it.
1: I get it. it I, the only criticisms I've seen for this film that I agree with was that last scene of him going into that apartment. I was like, that's bigger than my first... That's bigger and nicer than my first apartment in New York City, you know? Even yeah. even in Brooklyn and Queens. It's nitpicky, nitpicking. But yeah, I think it elucidates his isolation, the journey he's taken, and sets it up perfectly for why the symbiote will come for him and why yeah. he will take on that, that costume.
0: And it's great, too, because... Um, because we get like a little like what 10, 15 second like uh swing, like they always do at the end of the Spider-Man movies and stuff. And he has a brand yeah. new suit which takes inspiration from Toby and Andrew's suits, I think. And mm-hmm. I love how it looks. It's a beautiful, beautiful suit. And I cannot wait to actually see it like very clearly on on the big screen, not just like And in it's the dark. homemade? Yeah, it's homemade. And that's what I really like about this, is because I feel like Peter Tom Holland's Peter Parker had to go through this journey in order to get to what we know as who Spider-Man is a character. Because I remember people would complain all the time about how this isn't my Peter. Tony Stark isn't Uncle Ben and he has all this high-tech stuff. No, it's it's a learning experience for him. He was just that young kid in high school and now he's probably going to be going to ESU or whatever to where, I mean, he will possibly find that Gwen Stacy and that Harry Osborn and that uh, maybe a different MJ or whatever, an actual Mary Jane Watson mm-hmm. or something like that, you know? And so, like, we're kind of, like, getting to that, like, classic Peter Parker that, I mean, we've probably all been one and we just had to be patient or just other people had to be patient. And now it's and now we're going to get, like, just probably just like that classic stories that, in that classic Peter Parker that um, we all know and love. And that's why this i love this movie and it's a, it was a wonderful journey and i think it ended on a very fantastic note by also respecting everything that came before it
1: great 100 percent agreed the only thing that I, i'm going to say i outwardly did not like was the post-credit scenes with venom in, in venom 2 yep and, it was and bad and one it was bad and, and here's the thing why why would why would tom hardy be transported when he didn't even know who Peter Parker was I said that exactly
0: I said that to my brother too he's like oh you're right I'm like yeah it that didn't make, make any, any sense make nope not at all it was like, I don't not know even why the he was graphics there. were consistent and I, I get it.
1: it by the time Benham Two, so someone had said I, I read somewhere online that th- this was the last those those after credits was last minute and you know they filmed them all you know very quickly so by the time Venom Two came out, the graphics were probably not done. Still, for Spider Man No Way Home, we know they took a while with the with the final effects. Even Tom Holland said that it was some kind of appearance. So I was like, it's not even like the same way he he left, you know, and came back. It regardless, and even like even like the idea of it, like the symbiote comes from another universe, and everything from another universe was sent back. So even a little piece of that should be, in theory, taken taken back. Why did that little piece stay if the whole thing went? It, whether it was separated or not, he is still going back because it's an alien to this universe. Did not make any sense to me. I would rather than just introduce Venom on its own in the MCU. I don't need it to come from the Sony Venom movie. I, it, it feels so needless to me. If you're not even going to have Tom Hardy play a role in it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're going to use Tom Hardy's Venom, have Tom Hardy in it, but I'm i don't like tom hardy's venom so i'm glad he barely had anything in this movie thank god and yeah it's just like it doesn't make sense why he's here it doesn't make sense why the symbiote stayed so it's it's like a plot hole after plot hole with that one so it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense
1: it just doesn't it just feels so sloppy in a movie that was very tight that's the only thing again because like why is he even there and and again if they i know you don't like him i'm fine with him but if he's going to fight and be part of the plot, fine. Then I can I can just forget about some certain plot holes. But for me it just felt very needless and I would just rather Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal agree on how to introduce the
0: symbiote in 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 these movies independent of Tom Hardy. So Well, that's- it's just like those all, anything involving Venom is always so messy. Yeah. Because not- I mean, I mean, I mean a lot of people love symbiotes for some reason and it's, they always need to be included. I mean, those are money grabbers.
1: And that after credit scene, after after credit scene was so, listen, I'm ready for Dr.
0: Strange. Yeah. It looks fun. I love how one is included. The My only little complaint is like, apparently like the quote unquote big reveal is the evil Dr. Strange at the end. I wasn't, I was just like, all right. Well, what if? Yeah, I wasn't like fully like, I, was, I wasn't I was like, oh my God. I was just like, all right, cool.
1: Well, hopefully he is just a, the, the one of many surprises. That's I, what I
0: think so. Because, I mean, especially after watching this movie and how they very manipulated those trailers for No Way Home, I mean, easily, mm-hmm. easily, easily, easily.
1: Here's the thing, and this is why I think No Way Home did so well. Is because it delivered on all the speculation and rumors and stuff like that. Dr. Strange, uh, multiverse, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, I believe it's what it's called. They have to make sure that they deliver on that because if not, people are going to be upset. And how are they going to deliver? They're going to have to have the X Men, they're going to have to have Mephisto, they're going to have to really go there with Wanda. I really hope that they do deliver. I don't, I, I, the trailer looked good. I like that Wanda doesn't have the Jean Gray hair. In, In Miami, we call it, we call it Puta Red hair. Because it's such a bad dye job that it just <laughs> looks very cheaply done. But her her the orangey red hair from WandaVision did not do it for me. She looked great here. I loved how dark those scenes with Wanda were. I want to make sure it delivers. You know, that's it. So until yeah. we get the f- official full trailer, we'll see where that goes.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a nice little tease to what's to come for Doctor Strange. And of course, we're not going to be getting it for a really long time because of because it was delayed, obviously. But I, I really like Sam Raimi as director. I loved I loved how they showed uh, America Chavez,
1: which mm. I loved.
0: It's, I love how she looks great. Yeah, I'm I I'm so excited to finally see her on the big screen and stuff, and, and I'm excited to see what they do with her and stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm still not fully invested yet. I'm really excited for the movie, but I think once I finally get that full trailer, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ready. And it's going to be dark, and it's going to be horror, from what they said. I mean, even just from those first few shots they showed for the, uh, for the trailer. I mean, it it was a huge tonal shift. I mean, it was just so dark and gritty, like when they uh, had Doctor Strange walking up the stairs in the Sanctum Sanctorum and whatever. Getting okay, married to Christine Palmer, how eerie that felt.
1: Yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Let's see how the marketing and everything comes out, but they're, they're really gonna, they're going to have to go there with every, they're reshooting it now. So that tells me that first draft was not good.
0: So, and uh, they said they're going to be introducing like newer characters and cameos. I hope they don't rely too much on that for liking for people to like it, you know, like, Cause that's what I was afraid with no way home is just bringing in these characters and like bringing in these villains and then bringing in Toby and Andrew and not giving us a really good story by just cashing in on the cameos and hoping that that gives us good reviews. But honestly, no way home shows that they they can pull off a good story by having tons of characters, I think. And yeah. it, and it gave me high hopes because John Watts has taken over, uh, the director chair for Fantastic Four, and I have all my trust in him. because. Of oh, movie. I didn't
1: know that. Oh, John Watts deserves it. If yeah. I'm Kevin Feige, I'm like, yes, you're taking over. Yes.
0: I think he, I think he can do it. I really think he can do it. it. I have high hopes for that movie now. I was really worried uh, if he would be able to deliver, but I think he can do it. I'm looking forward
1: deliver. to it. Boom. Yeah, man. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. 10 this out of 10, 10 out
0: of 10 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. It's, I love this movie so much. And I'm so glad I finally got to talk it with, talk about it with you, man.
1: Hearts, oh, same. I know. <laughs> and and we can discuss, I want to, I want to give more context to how much I love it, but I think I'll save it for our ranking episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of episodes coming out this week. We have, uh, of course, you just listened to No Way Home. Our review, we're going to release Hawkeye, Hawkeye's finale. We're going to do another episode for that. So. And then we're going to do a ranking episode. So you guys are going to get lots of Masters of Comic Books. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. And then we'll (laughs) take a little hiatus for
1: our Season 1 finale. And then we'll come back with Season 2 with some exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, so if you would like to follow us on social media, you can check us out at Masters of Comic Books on Instagram. Or if you would like to email us, we're at gmail at mastercomicbooks at gmail.com. And please rate and review us on all podcasts stuff i know apple does reviews i don't know if anywhere else does but we're available on all other platforms as well and if you'd like to follow me i'm Cole daniel at 99 and paul where can everyone else check you out
1: well they can find me on instagram at power of x-men and on twitter you know I, i i i tweeted my my figures falling over and you know what it's gotten over fifteen thousand views so you know what maybe twitter's for me maybe i've cracked twitter finally hey Let's you're see. you're
0: doing much better than i do when i post yeah. it's like 20 views
1: well literally in like in like a couple of weeks i will forget about twitter and it will be like negative five views <laughs> but yeah I, i'm taking the stab on twitter at power of x-men so come check us out there and we're just geeky stuff there but i'm probably gonna slow down for the holidays i'm just re-gramming stuff it's my DMs are are piling up but I'm you know I'm here on vacation with family and it's just R&R. So. Yeah,
0: I'm I have a I'm taking a class or, during uh January so I kind of really need to focus on that. So uh that's we kind of just need uh just a nice little breather. You know, some it's family nice time and everything. But we'll All be back with some amazing stuff. Glorious. You're amazing. Stuff. Oh, thank
1: you. Glorious purpose amazing stuff.
0: Yeah but thank you so much for checking into this week's episode please be on the lookout for the next episode of hawkeye's finale Woo! can't wait yeah well, so be thank you so much for listening Bye-bye. bye bye bye